Ventura, Guys in Shorts Sports Los Angeles, your favorite place for all things L.A. sports. And thanks to Ben and Hammer, Bachelor News also. Yes. Oh, good for them. Oh, no, come on, dude. We, we promised to limit the Bachelor News tonight. <laughs> well, Hammer's it, not The here, season's so, over, so yeah. you're not getting any oh, more updates. That's excellent. The, that's Even the best better. news Maybe we have ever. a preview of this Even weekend. better. Oh, that Bachelor? Yeah. Not, not only that, but this is the best time of year. Basil will tell you that's because his kids are back in school. But oh, the real yes. reason is this is the time of year you get triple the guys in shorts. Three different shows we pump out each week. And that's where I stopped writing my intro, so I'm going to wing the rest. You get this show, <laughs> the flagship or original recipe. You get the Rams house. Where Rams you get house. All your Rams news. Yep. And also the King's Realm. Go, Kings, go. all your Kings. Yeah. Because Kings are back in season. They oh. are. Best yes. time of year ever. We're going to be talking about all of those, plus USC, UCLA, Dodgers. I, you don't need to bring up the Angels. Uh, I think there's <laughs> a little... actually uh, how I feel about USC right now. Oh, oh, really? Yeah. All right. Well, hmm. we'll, uh, this we'll might touch be, on This that. might be my last update. Uh-oh. <laughs> Woo! Boiler Eric better get, there. Eric, get over you better here. get back. You'll be getting updates every other week when Eric is Yeah. <laughs> You hear that, Eric? <laughs> I think uh, I think we also have a little Clippers news, which uh, yeah, yeah. Be sure to stay awake through that. That'll take the place of best. normally where we talk soccer, so you can turn the episode <laughs> off. <laughs> we'll save that for the end. All right, I am Jeff Wilson, and that is Victor Costello. We are one month away. From the Los Angeles Lakers starting the new era with LeBron James. I cannot wait. Woo! Awesome. Darren Basa. The Rams are 2-0. 2-0. Take it to the bank, guys. Yeah. Take it to the bank. Super Bowl or bust. Ben Garcia. Hoop-dee-hoo. And joining us from the King's Realm and all the King's men, James Whitlock. Ah, it's great to be back, gentlemen. It's great uh, to have you back, back, sir. Uh, James joins the uh, now distinguished list of him and Hammer of guys in shorts who that have were moved able to on. parlay what yeah. we do into an actual career. <laughs> yes. Use career well, let's, loosely. Let's talk about that for a second, because I mean, we started this little mom and pop from Kansas. Uh, uh, podcasts, and uh, you know, we figured eh, if anybody listens, whatever, we don't care. We we want to <laughs> talk sports and give a point to it, so that the wives will let us do it once a week. And so we started doing this. I'm here for the beer. What are you Eric, talking about? Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's exactly that's, why I'm that's here. why we're here. But these yeah. overachievers, <laughs> James and Eric, uh, <laughs> went and uh, you know found their niche in these other podcasts. So Eric, of course, you know he's kind of been doing the every other week thing and uh, be, that's because he's working on Corner of the Galaxy with Josh Gessman uh, which is the Corner or which is the Galaxy podcast. Now James who is Salesman of the Year award for uh, 300 years running straight and, <laughs> and <laughs> sells You look good for 300 years old. Yeah, I I he's incredible. <laughs> he's the Yoda of sales. He has somehow managed to well that, weasel that, his way into that, yeah that's that sounds fair. that sounds wrong because he's personality plus <laughs> he is now on the all the king's men which is the official official podcast podcast of the kings, of yeah. the kings. and nice. by the way jesse cohen you coach that with jesse cohen yes. right who's yes. great knows he's, his king stuff he's the master of the king's podcast and and all things king so he's hmm. he's master of the knowledge but 
maybe not so much the production value. I feel like the show, <laughs> since you've joined, is incredible. We do have some good equipment, but <laughs> I, I honestly think no, I, it's Jesse. Jesse's amazing. I, I think it's. I think I just brought enough beer to to get him drunk enough to agree to it and that's all you need yeah <laughs> and eric eric kind of motivated the whole hey i'm going on an official podcast i'm like well he can't be the only one yeah. <laughs> someone else gotta do it and why nice. not me <laughs> it's just it's awesome to see uh the uh the guys in shorts brand infiltrating these uh these, so now all we podcasts. need to do is, since they're going to be giving us commercials on these other podcasts, is just do the best damn podcast we can do so that we can keep listeners. Yeah. There or, it is. Or just That's keep hanging out and drinking. Yeah. Or, or do what That's we really do what best. That's exactly <laughs> why I'm here. That's we'll really keep, what it is. We'll keep underachieving, and shot, they can keep the overachieving. Jesse does not need me <laughs> for, for knowledge or anything else, because he can pull out a player from 1968 in their second year and, and be able to tell you the stats, and this guy's amazing when it comes to hockey knowledge. But, um, yeah, we just have fun on the podcast, and we, um, I think the element I bring is, is more just uh, I say the things he won't. I'm like the Ben of his podcast. I was just going to say that. <laughs> <laughs> Quick question. Um, does he know the players' numbers? Oh, he does. He probably does. Yeah. In fact, oh, okay. everybody, sure. everybody that comes on All the Kings, man, which there's like, there's like <laughs> six regulars, uh, they all know the numbers. And, and Nerd fact, alert. Okay. Nerd alert. <laughs> well, Jeff can't even what, explain. Are icing. all your guests five years old? Yeah. <laughs> I'll ask Derek You're Armstrong so irresponsible. You're a sports podcast host. That's embarrassing. I'm, I'm halfway through the Rams game on Sunday watching. I'm like, oh, crap. I'm supposed to be paying attention to the numbers. Uh, come on. God. Is it bad that I brought up Zerline this week and I didn't know he was injured? Uh. <laughs> Sorry about that one. <laughs> He had a great replacement uh, this week, by the way. So I, I feel like I should give a little disclaimer before we get too far into the show. Uh, my bachelor party is in two days. I, I thought it started about an hour New ago. New Orleans. And this this is kind of <laughs> turning out to be a little pregame for that. So, and, and depending on whether Jeff is alive or dead at the yeah. end of next week, we may not have another episode. So right. when we sign off today, make yeah. sure you say goodbye and thank you for listening. This might be our last. <laughs> Good point, Ben. Good point. Apologies to the listeners if this uh, derails fast. but uh, I came dressed yeah. for Mardi we'll Gras today. Yeah, you did. You did. Yes, you yeah. did. So, oh, I love the tassels, James. by the way. You know, you do what you do. You, know? <laughs> right. you got to live the part. I would have preferred you wore a shirt, but the tassels are nice. <laughs> yeah. All right. I uh, Let's see. Where should we start? I'm trying to decide what's more exciting. The Dodgers are back in first, or the Rams are the greatest football team ever to play the game. Let's start there. Let's start with the Rams. Oh, yes. Shall we? Why not? Uh, overreaction. Rams, greatest football team in the history of football. That is yes. not an overreaction. Yeah, no, I agree. Not an overreaction. Come on, guys. Darren. <laughs> They're 2-0. Wait, Darren, how 34 long? 34-0. They put up... The, the, the offense have put up 13 points overall in the last two games from the other teams. The, the Come on. put up 13 points, but... Let me ask you. The, how long? How long? The Raiders. Yeah. How long? How long have you been a Rams fan? Since '94. Okay. Greatest show on turf or this team today? Heads up. Wow. Oh, um, good question. Ben came prepared. Yeah. No, I didn't. I, I see where <laughs> I see where you're going with this. The sample size is too small, considering it's week two. Oh, now the sample size. Is great. If you guys listen to the Ram House about. Hey, hey. <laughs> well, this, winning, this, was not, Super Bowls. this was not presented to no, me no, no, in no. the Rams House. But for right let's, now, let's the greatest the show on turf, Marshall Falk, 
Come on, Kurt Warner, mm-hmm. Tory Holt, mm-hmm. great team overall. Dick Vermeil. Yeah, yeah. You know, hands down, at this point in time, greatest show on turf. Thank you. Right. Uh, you got me on there. All right. All right. But well, somebody so- said the best team ever, so that's why I figured let's just compare them to the best <laughs> Rams team ever, <laughs> okay. and let's see how they do. Fair enough. But hey, at Fair least enough. it's going to be Rams versus Rams. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> Mo- moving on. You can't lose. You can't lose there. Uh, so the Rams spank the Arizona Cardinals 34 to zero. You know what's funny is actually, so I, I spent the whole day watching the Ra- the Raiders Broncos. And so my dad. Why would you punish yourself? Because yeah. I'm a Raiders fan. That's yeah, what I'm okay. that, I've been doing it for 20 years. <laughs> well done, miserable. Ben. Well done. At least, at least through week three. And then week three, I stopped watching because I get, <laughs> I get really upset. <laughs> but I'm texting back and forth with my dad about the Raiders. And then I, I can sense in like about the middle of the third quarter that my dad was just like, I don't want to watch this anymore. So he starts texting me about what's going on with the Rams. He's like, oh, another Ram touchdown. <laughs> And, then, and you give me shit for being the Steelers no, fan. No, no, no. But, but you know, hey. God bless you, true Mr. To my Garcia. Dad's, true to my dad's form, he switches back to the Raiders game. He goes, Derek Carr sucks. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think he was watching the game. I think he was just stating facts. Uh, you did not your, fall Your dad is a great tree. man, I'll tell you by the way. I, I enjoyed my Sunday. I spent about three hours texting back and forth with my dad. And you know what? I, there's there's no better thing to do. Nothing When better. you're close with your parents yeah. to, to do something like that. And Absolutely. We're, we're watching Dodgers. We've been doing it all week. We watched the Dodgers. We're texting. We were watching the Raiders game. I was disappointed, though, that he switched over to the Rams games. You and, know what? Dad, by the way, real, good for you. real quick. Good for the Garcia family. Yeah. Real quick, because Ben's dad is one of the best dudes on the planet. True, Seriously. True statement. True statement. Uh, I've talked to him since we've been recording the podcast, and, and he freak, he always says, yeah, I'll be listening, and Ben will say exactly what I'm thinking. <laughs> That's funny, because- the, the apple did not even fall off the tree. <laughs> I was going to say, I was hope I'm looking forward to the day that he follows in his dad's footsteps and actually starts speaking some decent <laughs> truths. But- Should- because I, I trust like, everything he says, and I take everything yeah. what Ben says with a grain of salt. So. Like, yeah, it, it is true. I that's mean, just age and wisdom. That's maybe, the difference. Yes. Maybe it's just the yes. ego coming with yep. it. That's. I'm still full of piss and vinegar. He's accepted who he is, and he just speaks truth. Uh, I, yes. on the other what hand, a great man. I'm always have an that. agenda. So. I will drink to him. I will drink <laughs> yeah. to that. Armando Garcia. <laughs> yes. Drink to that. All right. Absolutely. Should we also point out to the fact that Mr. Garcia, uh, at least we have a bet going on now between uh, Jeff and Ben. Oh, oh yes. yes, let's talk about and that also at the Rams YouTube. house. So, so uh, well, yeah. you know, for all your Rams news, you're going to go to the Rams house. But uh, th- this week's show, a few bets came about. One is this upcoming weekend when the Rams take on the San Diego Chargers mm-hmm. of Carson. And wait, wait, Carson? No, no, no. You got to go more south. Just San Diego Chargers, then. There you go. And Darren said uh, Rams are going to win by two touchdowns. Two touchdowns. That's right. And uh, Ben said, not a chance. So uh, they bet 100 push-ups on that. The and spread is seven. So when Darren gave me 14, I'd be stupid to not jump on it. I, I feel like he wanted to bet $20, too. Did I get that wrong? Uh, Whitlock, stop, <laughs> stop fishing. <laughs> We're going to go for the 100. Like 100 loser, push-ups. Loser has to build a Rams yeah. tailgate trailer. <laughs> Listen. Okay, I'll lose that one. That's fine. <laughs> Bets get paid up here as long as it's not about washing cars. So uh, that's why we started making it about push-ups. True we need to get that off that. our chest. We got to do that. 
Uh, then I also ended up making a bet, and it might have been the alcohol talking, but uh, that the Rams will win the Super Bowl for a thousand push-ups. <laughs> so the Rams win the Super Bowl, thousand push-ups here. Yeah. They I lose. Felt, I felt like you were bullied into that, and I loved watching it happen. I, ben, I couldn't even stop it. Man, you're gonna in. you're gonna do a thousand push-ups by the end. You of the are. Oh my god! Yeah. Hey, do you want to back it up? I did. Hey, I, I lost. He's a, already got the bet. So I lost a five thousand push-up bet. Two years ago, mm-hmm. where I had to do a minimum of 100 push-ups a day for the first like three months of the year to get my 5,000, but I did it. So good for you. I stare down a thousand. That's chump change. I can do that I, in five days. Yeah, I do a thousand right. push-ups for breakfast. Yeah, this is no problem. This is this is you eat shit. This for is breakfast? a non-issue. <laughs> well played, well played, Happy Gilmore quote. Love it. All right, we're 12 minutes, 13 minutes in, and we need to give some sustenance here. Uh, for all your Rams news, oh, Rams won. That's all you need to know. 34-0. Yeah. They're going to beat the Chargers. Of course they are. Everyone knows touchdowns. that except Ben. No, it's just a it's, point spread. It's going to be a close game. This is their first test. We all agree to that. The San Diego Chargers are not uh, – th- this is the first test, right? It it is it, it is a first test, yeah. I mean, the Raiders were no no competition. The you know Sam Bradford, he just looked ridiculous on Sunday. Oh, at least he was healthy. I thought, <laughs> yeah, he was you know, be he ended the game that. healthy. Yeah, yeah. That's so the that's, Chargers are the NFL's angels of football, right? Eh. Yes, they're yeah. in a city that doesn't <laughs> care about them. <laughs> care, about yeah. Him. No, or that's fair. Live up to the hey, city's expectations. I, I, I didn't choose the Angels. The Angels chose me. I and I'm an right. Angels fan, and I'm I an Angel it hurts. Fan it hurts through. to say, but it's the truth. It does. It hurts to say, but absolutely, they're yeah, the secondary that's, that's team fair. in the city. We're yeah. the bastard stepchild. Yeah, We're with the Chargers, literally the redheaded the stepchild. <laughs> literally, yeah. Fair yes, enough. That is fair. Absolutely. At, at any, do you guys think the the San Diego Chargers will ever get any respect? No, None. in the city nope. of Los nope. Angeles. No, and in not fact, even after the move. Not, I, I think they're a bigger laughing stock than the Clippers. Oh, I thought you were going to say Angels. the Galaxy. Oh, no, no, <laughs> no, no the no. Galaxy. Galaxy, win. Oh, the Galaxy are, they, I feel they like can Galaxy still no, beating the, the Galaxy LAFC. and LAFC are the biggest jokes of any team in Los Angeles. And I feel like that LAFC is gaining. Popularity and, no, and clout. That's just are, what Twitter says. Are we Twitter's even right. talking about soccer? The fact that you're talking about soccer is uh, disproving your <laughs> argument. You know what? <laughs> let's not even. Due to only... my other professional, Eric, I feel I, I have Eric, to talk, Eric talk right now about. Is fuming, right? Let's talk about teams, and that's uh, the Chargers, the Clippers, and the Angels. If we're talking about bastard stepchildren, yes. If we're ranking those three, Angels are have the biggest fan base of those three. Right, right. They're at the top of the heap. I agree. The Clippers would be second. I feel like the Chargers are the laughing stock. Yeah. Chargers have not earned their salt in LA not yet. Not at all. Yet. Now fast I, nor will they. No. I don't know how they will. Well, yeah, they won't the move. even if they win, I don't think they will. Los wait Angeles the is a Raiders town. And because the Chargers are in the same division as the Raiders, there are so no, many Raiders no, fans no. over here that even no, if the Chargers won a, a Super point. Bowl, even if the Chargers won a Super Bowl, there's so many AFC West Raiders fans that live in this town that the Chargers would still never be the top of this of this Los Angeles city. I feel like that's a good. I feel point. like the, when the Raiders move, mm-hmm. they're. I mean, their focus is going to be. Some fan base. They're going to lose that LA yeah. moniker, and and they're going to be a Vegas team. I feel like no, everybody's no, going to go no. all in on Vegas. No, a Raider, the Raiders. I'm not talking could, about the division. Was, the Raiders can was, move to New York. And if it they was still be the Raiders any, fans here, and Ben, they I will. Hate, I hate they to will. agree with Ben. If it was any other franchise, you're right. Mm-hmm. But for whatever reason, 
When you're a Raider fan, you're a Raider you fan. Are a They're Raider not going to lose and them. And it does not matter where they move. We don't but buy golf jerseys and look at buying streamlines that have uh, Ram stickers on it. They didn't have it on it. I was going to put it on. There's a difference. <laughs> or Airstreams. Airstreams that have stickers on it. With luck, I still love the idea. That's, actually a, that's yeah. actually a great point that I haven't heard is that I bet you part of the reason the Chargers are struggling so much in L.A., is because of the Ra- oh, the Raiders fan base. It's in our division. Absolutely. It's yeah. in our division. I think if it was out of it, if it was out of division, I think you would I probably have had the matters. same acceptance that the Rams had when they came back. That doesn't even matter. But because it's in the same division as the Oakland Raiders and so many people here. I mean, we talked about it in the preseason. I, I didn't know you guys even played in the Coliseum. When when the Raiders when the Raiders came back, I'm like, this is a Raiders home game because there. I mean, this whole city is about the Raiders. (laughs) Yeah, that might be one of the funniest Ben things I've ever heard on the show. Yeah, he didn't even know it was that. That's true. So fast forward (laughs) ten years from now, you don't think the Chargers are going to be even relevant? No, I I I look at the Chargers and I think most people do as a powder puff team. Yeah, like okay, I I just don't see them as being a a hard hitting like that that. long-lasting NFL team. They just, like, they look like one of those teams, like, you don't look at the Jaguars as being, like, a big uh, big NFL name. Just, like, yeah. you don't look at the Chargers like that. The Raiders, the Rams, the Steelers, like, those are big names. Yeah. Um, and, and, and in that sense, I think no matter where they are, no matter what market they're in, they're not going to get the majority fan base. Yeah. And that's, a, and then that's a scary thing, though, is that, you know, when the stadium is built, we have 70,000 seats or so, they're having a hard time filling up uh, StubHub. StubHub, yeah. Are what's they gonna, really? Yeah. Oh, what's yeah. going to happen to the PSLs oh, wow. at the new stadium when it's a Chargers home game? It's that's You want to lose some money? That's the best that's place to exactly do it. That's exactly the way. That's <laughs> how you're going to lose money. And they're paying, a, what, a dollar a year for rent? It's dumb. Well, this is the NFL's fault. It, oh, yeah. And and I hope the NFL loses big on that decision. <laughs> They'll make it up when do. the Raiders move to Vegas. Of course, because no. they'll sell out every game. They will absolutely. They'll sell out every game. <laughs> Vegas will in be fact, one of the there, best. There's, sold there's games. been rumors right now that the city of Oakland was actually going to sue the Raiders for uh, name for, yeah. for breach of contract or something like that. And the Raiders were actually contemplating not even playing in Oakland for the remainder of the season. Shut really? the hell up! So they would not have had a home stadium. They like, would they just give it up. Well, so I don't know. I mean, the the conversation you know a year and a half ago when they were talking about going to Las Vegas was that they were going to potentially play in San Antonio. Whether that invitation was still open or not, I don't know. But I mean, there was conversation that the Raiders would may just walk away from Oakland early and say, "Damn, wow, know, we'll find somewhere else to play until wow. we move to Vegas." That's how bad Oakland is. It sucks. Yeah, yeah. there's there is no better match. Than the Raiders and Las Vegas. Nope. That's just not in any sport. That's it the is, calling. Yeah. The Raiders that's will be the Kim only and thing that I right like there. about Vegas. <laughs> that's what <laughs> I said. He still won't go to a game. The but. Raiders will be my favorite thing about Las Vegas. And well, still of won't course, go. You hate Las Vegas. <laughs> you don't enjoy stripper poles? <laughs> Vic- I've never been to a strip club. I don't know what you're talking caution. about. Caution. Caution, Ben. Yeah. All right. Uh, if you want more, uh, if you want your hard hitting Rams news, you go to the Rams house. Whose house? Rams, Rams house. Yeah. Uh, that is a completely separate show for those of you who still don't know that. We talk about Rams, Raiders, and uh, James Whitlock. You're on the show we this sprinkle week. Sprinkle we, a little we talk Steelers. Steelers. Yeah. Steel curtains. Yeah. 
James is a Steelers, Steelers nation. Fan, inexplicably. Well, James was born in Pittsburgh, right? Do you remember? Uh, weren't you, <laughs> whoa, work- whoa, whoa, you grew what? up working in the steel mill, right? Exactly. In Pittsburgh? Exactly. Isn't that right? This is a tough life, but I mean, you learn some mm-hmm. life lessons. Yeah, that's right. So, <laughs> James is a Steelers fan. That's right. <laughs> okay, we need to stop giving Jeff alcohol before yeah. we record shows. Hey, I this gave is our, this is our worst episode it's bachelor yet. party I weekend. Gave the disclaimer that this was going to fall off the rails. Two two episodes I'm, after I'm, you said don't listen to this episode because we weren't prepared for yeah. it. I'm exercising my liver. All right, and this is why We're Eric and James up for the have, found, have found uh, podcasts to go to that <laughs> are right. not ours. All right, all right, all right, all right, all right. We need to we need to quick throw it to Victor because Victor Victor knows all his stuff and he, all and the he hasn't time. Had a drink. He always prepares something Ben never does. And we're going to talk Dodgers. But before we do, before we throw that to Vic, I'm going to talk a little longer because I just heard Dodgers and I watched an amazing documentary on Netflix that we all need to watch. It's called Long Shot. Vic, you've seen this, right? Have you seen it? Yes. Yes. Long Shot. There's never been a stronger argument to stay for the whole baseball game than there is in this documentary. Is that right? That's fair statement, oh, yeah. right? Ben? And you're saying oh, this to uh, Dodger fans who show up in the third <laughs> inning? No, no, no. No, no, no. We, Just we stay every, for the whole game. We have every intent on showing up in the first. It's the traffic that makes us get there <laughs> And in that's the fair game. enough. <laughs> the, the, the point is stay for the whole game and make sure you call someone Got on your way out of the game. <laughs> but, but this documentary, if you haven't – and I don't know if this is an old documentary. Or I just – heard about it the other day so this might be old news but it's it's amazing it's a dude is convicted of murder and he has to convince uh the prosecution that he was at a dodger game which he was yeah but he has to convince them that he was at this dodger game as his alibi okay and and there's there's a whole bunch of so stuff that goes into it. They're going through the footage and, yeah. and everything throughout yeah. the entire game. I don't want to yeah. give everything away, but there's there's like a Hollywood twist there's, and and yeah. there's extra footage. Is there's there... extra footage and and it's one of those things where you come away from this going I, I mean, I guess there must be a god or <laughs> or at least there's baseball gods. Like there has to be some sort of higher force cuz all of this aligned to to get this guy off of a death sentence. Yeah. Because he was at a Dodger game you know, if with he was his a, daughter. If he was a 12-year-old girl that just took nothing but pictures and posted it on Twitter on his phone, he'd have an alibi. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's a good yeah. point. That's a good so, point. So, Jeff, you'd he'd be He'd be fine. Snapchatting and Facebooking, <laughs> Instagramming. How dare you? How dare you? I feel like I'm the least 12-year-old girl of all of us. Jeff, do you have a Pinterest board? No. Yes, you do. No, I do not. Ben, ben is the most 12-year-old girl of all of that's us. That's true. I don't yeah. know, Eric. I okay, think Eric is. What I, what I, what no, I meant no, no. to Eric say, is. it's a, it's a t- Ben and Ben and Eric are tied. Yeah. What I meant to say was that Eric and I would have been fine. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like it's Ben and Eric, and then Vic. Vic, I'm sorry, not because you're actually a 12 year old girl, but only because you know all that stuff. Like you're right, you're right. millennial no, savvy. You're, and then it's on. Darren and I. I I'm but I feel I like yeah. you're ahead of me because you have kids, so you know stuff that I don't know about. Well, I'm I'm the most manly of all of us. You know, the, 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 you know, you know what? what? The, the whole the, the, the most disappointing yeah, thing about that statement was that Jeff was the, the the last one of us that was single. Oh yeah. So he should have been the one that was more tech savvy because he was out there trying to meet the girls. Supposedly, tech savvy. <laughs> trying to meet girls. That's that trying. <laughs> that sounds like an old man trying to make excuses. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. 
<laughs> hey, let's talk sports. Yeah, let's talk Dodgers. Vic, you're back in first place. Congratulations. Ugh. Dude, we we uh, yeah took three from the Colorado Rockies. It's it's, uh, it's still it's such a tight tight division, and uh, anything can happen. But to take three from the Rockies feels amazing. And can I just say? Can I just point out um, that uh, Walker L. A. Bueller is not going to win the Cy Young. <laughs> so my prediction is 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 off this okay. year. Okay, uh, but. Uh, let me go over the kind of year that he's actually having. So tonight, um, he pitched six innings. Wait, 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 12. wait, wait, wait. Does this need an intro? Are there useless stats there involved stats? in this? Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, go ahead. Useless stat of the week by Victor Costello. There it is. Six innings pitched, 12 Ks in six innings. I don't wow. I, I don't like it. I don't like You don't like No. No. Hot take. Hot take by no. Ben Garcia. Cannot win, Victor, whatever you he says, win. I'm on your side. No, Victor, Victor, when you hear this, I, I think that if you know anything about baseball, you will agree with me. I would, uh. I would sacrifice 12 strikeouts for 12 groundouts, and instead of going six strong, you go eight strong. And then yeah, you are Nolan the bridge Ryan to Jansen. Sucked. My my and point Sandy is Koufax my sucked. point is is that today's stars are so I mean literally the way you get paid nowadays in Major League Baseball mm-hmm. is to say hey listen you know I I, I had a uh, a start where I gave up two earned runs in six innings right because that's what's called a quality start and I and I struck out twelve I would rather pay for a guy who went eight struck out six and had a pitch count under a hundred and the thing yeah, is going is, eight. Eight has nothing to do with with him striking out twelve. That but has my, nothing. To, he he's not going over six innings any game this year because he's under a strict innings. No, uh, it's count. not. It's, so, it's, it's not innings, Vic. It's it's pitch, yes, it is. It's, it's, it's innings. The, the, the no, point no, it's is, not. The, no, it's not. If it's he threw not. three, ben. if he threw three oh pitches God, per yes. inning, yes, fight, 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 fight. If Bueller threw three pitches an inning, do you think that they'd yank him after six? Yes, you're wrong. Okay, moving no, on. No, Ben, go, go look at his stats. It has nothing to do with his pitch count. They're trying to keep his, his, his arm under a certain amount of innings because of how young he is. They said that at the beginning of the season. He was never going to go over six or seven innings, okay, so regardless six innings, of what was going on. So six innings and three pitches, he throws 18 pitches. You're telling me they would yank him? Yes. <laughs> three times That's six literally what they said. <laughs> look at Darren. Darren's doing the math in his head. <laughs> Just making sure I got my math right. Vic, I've lost all respect for your baseball knowledge. Let's move on. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my Vic, God. No, my point, is, my point is this. My I point love is, Dodger fan versus no, Dodger no, fan. No, my, my point is this. It's is great. That, listen, 12 strikeouts sounds wonderful, but I would rather get a guy that goes in there and makes you hit your pitch and get a ground ball out rather than having to pitch – Six or seven pitches in an at bat to every at batter. I agree with that because because now, especially with the Dodgers bullpen, you don't, you can't trust anybody in the seventh, anybody in the eighth, and then with Jansen being in and out recently, you can't trust him in the ninth. So there's so many games that you can but, blow oh my God. by not going to the bullpen. Where Ben's if you got, got a starter, solid point here. If you got a starter that was able to go eight no, and only to strike out three pitchers, that's what you want. That's what I would want. But to Victor's but ben, point, with with no, it doesn't matter, Ben. They're not getting him into those innings this year. Why, why can't you understand that? Like I don't understand. It doesn't matter. If he not can this reduce year. his pitches, and, he can go deeper into the game. That, thank you. But no, but they're not going to let him. I don't understand what you guys are not understanding. It's not about how many pitches he. I think he had a game the other day where he was in the sixty pitch count and they pulled him. 
So it's not about how many pitches he's taking. It's he's so young, he's under a, a strict innings count, and they will not let him go. Now, a year from now, two years from now, he's going to be going into the eighth or ninth inning, but not this year. When you have the entire Dodgers staff telling you that this is how this is going to be for this year, and then you look at his stats and you're like, oh, yeah, it doesn't matter how many pitches he had. He, he had a combined no-hitter the other uh, earlier in the year, and they pulled him in the six. What was his pitch count? It was way below anything you could say right now. <laughs> it was a no-hitter. <laughs> and I mean, maybe there is something to that because you look at the Angels pitchers and – and we're blown through those guys. There's constant injuries, and yeah, I think I think there's something in that where you're protecting your young arms, yes, especially that's this doing. day and age where these kids aren't cross training with other sports and they're blowing out their arms early. And the, the whole point Tommy is this. John at 22. The, the years whole point old. is this: if you look at if you look at pitchers today, right? We don't talk about guys that have superior control because, I mean, to be honest with you, in today's baseball, those, those players no longer exist. Greg Maddox, when he was a pitcher, <laughs> you know, he, his fastball was probably 87 oh, miles God. an hour, but he had such control of where that pitch went mm-hmm. and that he was able to get you to hit your pitch and get ground ball outs. The problem is, is that today it's all about who can hit 100 and who can hit 100 no, in the not. seventh inning. It is. <laughs> And, and who can strike out Not 12 for Jared in Weaver. six innings? Oh, my God. The, the point is is that that's what's hurting the arms of these p- pitchers that are coming in, in today's society. Is, it's that these guys never learn how to actually pitch. These guys have pitched at every level, in high school, in college, and now in the professional level, by being able to blow guys away with speed rather no, than being able to blow them away oh with God. talent. And, and, I, and I think that if you want to be able to pitch and, and have a career – you know that that lasts 12 to 15 years without you know without being the outlier of like maybe a Justin Verlander or somebody that's just got incredible you know body talent or whatever yeah. you have to be able to be you you have to be able to hit the corners and make the batters hit your pitch and and as much as I like Bueller and as much as I think that he is a talent that's going to be good for the Dodgers I wouldn't be surprised if he had to have surgery because of an injury in the next 2 years because of how hard he throws Pitchers today need to learn to hit the corners and hit their spots. See, thanks is, thanks for is, that, Stephen is, A. Uh, Max, yeah, what, this do, is what exactly do you have? Why this, I, will, I will bet you money that there were more pitchers that, that threw over 100 miles an hour in the 80s and the 90s than there are now. There, name another pitcher, a starting pitcher that, hit, that throws over 100. Shohei Otani. Shohei Otani. Okay, who else? No, we don't. None of us watch anybody other than the Dodgers and Angels because it's it's not a That's national game. That's my point. Anymore. Is they don't these guys are not throwing. Over everybody for the Cardinals. You're, you're completely can hit wrong. You're completely wrong. There, none. Of, it's your relievers that will throw over a hundred, but it's not your starters. To Victor's original point about um, Bueller, think of a bases loaded situation. When in in your instance where you want to go ahead and get those outs, but in a bases loaded situation, you're still getting runners in. But well, here's the you thing. would rather no, get the strikeouts. No, 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 no. I, but here's the thing: if you had a bases loaded and one out, and I got this guy to ground out to short, I don't know the I get, situation. I get the I get the, get the double I get the double play. Yeah. But again, I don't know but what re- the Bueller situation I mean, was. Ben's whole situation is reducing the pitch count, and Thank I you. think that's important. Like if you can if you can have a system that reduces the pitch count. And and puts less work on your pitchers, then you could get deeper into your into your. And this uh, has been Kershaw's and, problem his entire career. Yeah. 
Okay. Is that and this is why yeah, when, by the time you he, get to the playoffs, he's pitched so many pitches and so many innings. Now Kershaw was his own his own demon because he was the type of guy that in the regular season when the game didn't matter and it was in the seventh inning or the eighth inning and they came out to see him, he said, Skip, leave me in. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, he pitched an additional fifteen to twenty pitches to get out of the inning. By the time he got to the playoffs, he was gassed. Yes. He never had it. If he had learned early in his career to be more like a Greg Maddox and to reduce that pitch count, <laughs> rather rather than getting 110 pitches in a complete game, maybe only going seven pitches, going a seven and a third, and going 79 pitches, it would he be totally pull different. Stats. Vic, no, he doesn't no. pull stats. Vic, Ben does no research. What are you talking about? It's all in my head. What are you new to this show? <laughs> I only believe well, literally has nothing in front of like, him. I but literally a want to throw my microphone right now because it's like, what are you talking about? <laughs> it's just fun to listen to him talk, and I believe it. So he it matters so confidently. <laughs> I know he does. He really does. So anyway, back to Walker Bueller. He yeah. has <laughs> he has a two point seven four ERA, a WHIP under one for the season. Mm-hmm. Um, he's only seven and five, but uh, a, a lot of that has to do with the Dodgers' early woes early on. Um, this kid, he's something special, and uh, I, I think we're, we're next year. I think we're going to be seeing the passing of the torch from uh, from Kershaw to Bueller as far as who's going to be the next, you know, uh, opening steady day pitcher. Yeah, well, you know, ben, in the future, he's he's definitely going to take that over. Okay, so it, it, I like that statement. And Ben, that's fair enough because you hate Bueller, it sounds like, and no, you hate I don't Kershaw. Hate no, 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 Bueller. no. So I don't, are, who I, are you going to hate less as I your hate Kershaw. ace next season? I, I hate Kershaw. <laughs> I don't hate Bueller. So if Bueller takes over for Kershaw next season, are you good with it? I, I am, because okay. it, because it's time for Kershaw to, to go by the way. There we side. go. But I... If 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 Walker Bueller was listening to this show, which my, he does, my <laughs> oh totally, my oh, advice yeah. to him, Absolutely. my advice to him is to go reach out to Greg Maddox. <laughs> <laughs> Do you notice he only has one picture that he's talking about, and it's Greg Maddox? <laughs> I'll tell you what, Greg Maddox was a That's Dodger for like a season and a half, and I'll tell you what, like you Carl and Malone, Greg Maddox like need Carl to get Malone, a no hold on, like Carl, Carl Malone, <laughs> Greg Maddox. <laughs> Won my heart Our while he wore Dodger you. blue. And the show has officially hit a new <laughs> low. <laughs> reach out, reach out to Greg Maddox and learn how to pitch in spots. Learn how to make the hitter hit whatever your pitch is to get ground ball outs so that you can keep your pitch count down and that you can maximize your innings so that you can stay fresh for the playoffs. Hey. If you can do that, Walker Bueller. You will lead the Dodgers to a World Series hey, during your administration. How, how old is this guy? How old is this kid, Vic? Uh, I want to say he's 22. 22. So he's pretty young and still. He's, so yeah. this guy's still getting better. So, oh, I mean, dude, you could argue he, if, that, yeah, he's he's going to do that. He's going to call Greg Maddox. Oh, and he's gonna, tomorrow. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah for he's sure. He's going to fix that. After he and, listens to this show. Get amazing. And uh, the Dodgers are looking good. Yeah, you guys know nothing. Are, are, no, now now for for Ben and Vic, at this point, are yeah. the Dar- are the Dodgers looking good? I still don't trust them, but they're going to make yeah. the playoffs. They're going to make the playoffs. Yeah. All right. Well, that's a step up for Vic. Three games I and mean out for Ben. Vic. Yeah. I'm sorry. Three games What's and that? out. It depends on on the matchups. Um, it depends on whether their hitting decides to show up because I mean they're still playing that game of we're going to score 12 runs. Yeah. We're going to score 10 runs, and then we're going to score two runs. 
right? So they're not consistent on the offensive side. And, I mean, even on games that they win, that Kenley Jensen will, will close out, yeah. I'm still holding You're my nervous. breath. Yeah. <laughs> and, and he doesn't. He doesn't give me the 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 you know that warm feeling that when he like when you when you have a closer come in when you guys had Troy Perzival coming in in the 2002 series and Ugh, and and, and, so and the Yankees used to have you know their guy coming out you had this confidence <laughs> that I, I I drew a blank on his name right now <laughs> but you you had this confidence and rich you had this confidence that these guys were going to go out and just take care of business and I had that feeling with Jansen like the Rams these defense. last couple of years but I mean right now with Jansen I don't trust him at all what? Mariano Rivera there it is there it is <laughs> I couldn't think of his name there he is uh, good, Vic Vic good are you stuff. confident. Vic's confident. Yeah, if, no, yeah. If this team makes the playoffs, they're making the World Series. They're built. They're built for Vic, the playoffs. Vic There's has no way said you're gonna that from day one. Yeah, they're they're. I mean, if you look at that batting lineup up and down, and, and, and you're and you're you know staring at them, and you have to win four games. There's no way you're doing it. Yeah. All right. Well, if Kershaw pitches twice, that's two wins for the other team. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> oh, moving on. And before a, we get a fight, and like we always say, that's a Dodger fan. That that is <laughs> yeah. that is well. Let's do something we have neglected for a while. O'Malley's well, on Maine. They, hey, O'Malley's on <laughs> Maine. Oh. No, 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 no. <laughs> but also, O'Malley's on Maine. Hey, if you want to watch any game, you go to them. But uh, the Kings, the Kings are back. James Whitlock, we brought you in mm. to tell us all why we need to be watching. Kings hockey. So first off, let's talk about your most recent episode of the Kings Realm, where you got an amazing interview in uh, Army Armstrong. One of the most respected guys in the, uh, or or beloved guys, or or both, in the uh, organization. This guy is, uh, if you ask anybody in the organization, current or former player, they will tell you the best guy to room with the best guy to travel with is Derek Army Armstrong. And after listening to the episode, I believe it 100% because the dude seems like the coolest guy on the planet, yeah. even though he's Canadian. Oh, for the fact that they made he made you guys drink every time you guys were talking about yeah, Canada. And, yeah, and by the way, that's only a Canadian <laughs> thing. You're like, well, I'm not drinking here. Jeff's up and saluting. I was trying to get you to drink a little yeah, bit. Yeah, Jeff's dream interview. How Jeff's dream you. interview. Uh, no, uh, was a, a, a Canadian lover. Another Canadian lover. Jeff heard Canada, tough. and he was like, I yeah, he was saluting. <laughs> I had a hard time rooting for this guy. I got to be honest, but uh, no, but you want to you want to talk me about over. a guy that um, that just understands sports and and is so humble that uh, he he talks about how he had to fight every day to just keep his spot in the NHL and. And and he'll tell you in any sport there's there's only a very select couple that are born to play the game. Everybody else in the game has to work for it. Has right. to work yeah. every day to yeah. stay in it. And so, you know, there there are some of those players that in any sport you can you can just point out that are just made to play that sport. Your yeah. Mike Trouts, your Le'Veon Bells. Uh, those guys are are, are guys you're, that you're yeah. oh. you're Ben Garcia's with actual talent. Like, right. I, I loved when he said, "I feel like yeah, his name is point, Michael Phelps. I could take on Tiger Woods. I could take on <laughs> yeah, uh, whoever the tennis player was he referenced that, that mindset where you're just like, no matter what it is, I'll yeah. I'll beat you. Yeah. yeah. 
Like that's a competitor, and that's a level I couldn't spirit. understand. Yeah. I wish you guys had that competitive spirit. <laughs> <laughs> so great interview go check it out at king's run pod it's episode 64 um find I, out why we named it you don't even know who i am Ooh, it's a great episode and and not to not to harp on this even more but i feel like it is the perfect combination of <laughs> of podcast and sport that that isn't quite like this sounds offensive, but I don't mean it as offensive. Oh, but basketball or baseball or football, where he he was like he said things that I feel like you wouldn't say if you were on a basketball or or NBA or or NFL team. Like and, and he's unfiltered. No, I and I he works for that. the Kings franchise. I appreciate that, and it it just goes to show how hockey is so accessible. Like I think it's the most accessible Completely sport. Completely accessible. Yeah. Um, and and it is truly one of the best sports to follow because you got guys that just call it like it is, and and they're not playing the game to of like saying the sound bites that that you're told to say. And yeah. I mean, he started yeah. off talking about his ball hairs. I mean, that's- <laughs> he did. <laughs> he did. So he introduced himself. You know, actually, my my biggest takeaway from it, and it's because I was a former athlete. Oh, oh here, we, here go. we go. Former D one. No, who had who had forty two minutes into the show? <laughs> the the thing the I over think, under. To be honest with you, I, the, the I thing that under. that meant the most to me was that he says, you know, when you do something your whole life, and then you retire from it. Oh, like he he goes through this depression, and and I yes. look at all of my teammates, and I even look at myself, you know, and and I didn't swim. Because he started, he said he started at like four or five years old. I didn't really start swimming until I was like ten or whatever. But but the point is, is that you you do it for like those formative years, and you know that four to you know th- two to four hours a day, like that's what you do. And then all of a sudden, like it just stops. And who you are now, you, you have to kind of figure it out. And and I know that with a lot of my former teammates, the minute you get out of uh, uh, you know whatever the sport you do, in my case, it was swimming. You continue to eat and you continue to do the things that you were in drink and whatever that you were burning the calories to do. And all of a sudden you've gained 50 pounds or mm-hmm. you've gained 70 pounds or whatever. It's just a whole change in lifestyle. And so he kind of talks about the transition between, yeah. you know, retiring and then that emotional void that he had to go through to be able to then come out on the other side yeah. and to hear that from somebody that, you know, it's, it was just so raw. And it, I think it was, it just, was very it raw. Was a, a, just a great story about. You know, just how he picked himself up and then eventually got the job with the Kings. That to me meant the most because I know that when I finished swimming, I didn't touch a pool to really swim laps for a minimum of five years because I was so just done with doing that that it took five years for me to be able to just say, I want to go swim laps because that's something that I want to do and I want to have fun. I thought you were synchronized swimming. Shut (laughs) up. (laughs) And take that to a new level to where you actually did it professionally. Um, for you know, <laughs> right, fifteen years. Yeah, so um, we can we can talk about the interview uh, <laughs> at length, but uh, listen to the King's Realm for the rest of that. Let's talk some King interview. Yeah, James Whitlock. What are some off season moves we need to know about? What what happened since last we left the King? Some of the great things that happened. Um, Drew Daddy signed his extension, and really with no, no, there was no agent involved. There was no. Uh, back and forth, it, it really happened within a matter of days. Sounds like a team player, um, absolutely. Yeah. And, and once again, going back to how hockey is, um, 
he just loves the Kings. Yeah, and there was trust with the organization. Well, exactly. there was talk about him wanting to go back home, and 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 you know the the media gets involved, and and you know we talked about it a little bit on the Rams house where once someone says something, then three or four people say it, then it becomes yeah. media worthy, um, which was ridiculous. I mean, he's a Kings. He's a Kings player at heart. He wants to win with this team again. He wants to take this team back to the Stanley Cup. And so he signed eight years um, wow. for, a, for a decent pay, uh, pay increase and um, well-deserved because he's one of the best defensemen uh, in the game. So um, that, was, that was really exciting to hear. Um, but he's a great guy. Like if you, they, they joke about he's the kind of guy that wanted to like extend his contract to 69 pages just so he can hang the 69th page on his wall. Ah. Like, so, I mean, as a joke, but I mean, that's Good the kind man. of guy he is like, hey, let's do this. I want my contract to be 69 pages. Uh, so uh, Drew the signs. mentality. Right. Yeah, the Drew signs. Uh, Kovalchuk comes in from the KHL, the, uh, the um, yeah. Russian, Russian League. league yeah. yeah, and, uh, and uh, he was a huge part of the offensive side. Of the devils, but he he's an older he's an older player, right? Thirty five years old. Yeah, I mean, but in hockey, that's so, not. So, well, I, I know last season you guys were talking about the Kings. There's a youth movement mm-hmm. with a lot of these guys coming in, and and I know at the beginning of last season you were kind of talking about you know if they take the next step, the Kings can make the playoffs and do these other things. Do you think that by bringing Kovalchuk in, it's sort of the Raiders' mentality, which is. Let's teach these young guys how to be professional. Absolutely. And so that, you know, it's maybe not so much a move to win this year, but it's a move to teach and to change the momentum of the franchise to become more professional so that they can win in the future. Yeah, a good core of this team is going to be here for uh, three years, and Kovalchuk's here for three years. So, Oh, he is? Oh, yeah, that's a, it was a three-year deal. Everybody was us- was offering about two years. Mm-hmm. Six million is kind of the the mainstay number in the NHL right now. Um, per year so they should become defensive uh you know uh linebackers for the nfl and then you can make you know five years and 87 million guaranteed <laughs> know, it's ridiculous, right? and these guys these guys take a puck to the face and get back on the ice same game yeah uh so <laughs> definitely earn their keep but no i mean that's a, he got he got paid and he's coming in with a lot of experience and and the guy is an offensive player he's offensive driven has a mean slap shot and we got to see it in the kings versus kings game on september 16th where yeah. all, granted it's all organization it's kings and and rain kind of intermixed together which we're doing split squads now in the preseason yeah. so it's the same kind of feel but you're playing other kings and rain players and um, he at one point he lines up for a shot and he's known for his slap shot and the entire team kind of shifts to defend that and Kopey's right on the other end of the net so he shoots wide to the right mm-hmm. and Kopey's just got to open net so it's that it's that Ovechkin kind of mentality where you've got to you got to prevent the shot from the either you know the guys uh, the guy's history of what he's done in the past, and and you know he's got the shot, so you have to protect that, and you've got to defend against that, which gives other players the chance to uh, yeah. to score. So, does he increase scoring on the, on the team? Absolutely, we've all called it on the Kings realm, and um, I think he gets at least twenty five goals, and if he gets that, then then uh, that definitely moves us up. And are and the Kings really going to become a, more of a finesse team this year? Because I know in years past, you guys have been about just you know checking people and being a more physical team than others you know and and then getting swept by you know Vegas in 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 last year's playoffs are you looking at changing 
the identity of the kings or are you looking at just becoming more king and and just you know really kind of doubling down and saying we are going to be that physical presence and we're going to get the guys in here to do that now don't get the uh off or the postseason wrong last year the Kings uh, were able to hold Vegas to seven goals in four games. That's which, true. You just couldn't score. Which wouldn't, yeah. <laughs> that's it. That's no, you're problem. right. That's, that's true. It. That's and, true. And right. that's, that's what the Kings looked to do on the offseason, and I think they really did that uh, well. Um, the, the Vegas team has changed a lot. The, the Pacific Division has changed. So there's a lot of moves that happened there. Carlson, who's one of the, you know, kind of the – one and two to the Drew Doughty in the defensive side went to the Sharks, which is a, a division rival, and and that's going to definitely pose a, a problem for us to score. Yeah, so there's there's mm. some things that have changed, and, and the the you know the uh, landscape has changed in the vision, so that's yeah. going to make that's going to make it a little more difficult. But so, uh-huh. um, to your point, I think the Kings stuck to their identity in playing Vegas. Kept into seven goals, which nobody else could do. Right. I mean, there was there was teams that were getting scored on five, six goals in a game against Vegas, and uh, and they had no answer for it. So holding them to seven games in a series is a big deal. So what do we have to address as a team? Um, I think in the off season they've addressed that. There's a lot of youth coming in. Um, it's really is uncertain with a couple injuries that we're kind of waiting to see what happens. But uh, ultimately, I think. The Kings are in a better position than they've been in the last five years where they, they have a the farm playoffs? system. Do they make the playoffs this year? Without a doubt. Oh, you think so? Without a doubt. Okay. In fact, wow. I even it's... I even said on the last show that Vegas does not make the playoffs. So listen oh, to that. Oh, I was going to ask. So is Vegas going to take a step back? 92 points this year, and yeah. they will not make the playoffs. All right. I like it. You well, heard it here second. There you go. I love it. Second. Jeff, are you going to go ahead? Because you said it on the other podcast first. <laughs> first. <laughs> yeah, there it is. Jeff, do you want to bet 100 push-ups on that one? 1,000 push-ups. 1,000 push-ups. 1,000? <laughs> wow. I'm just kidding. As long as I get five years to do it, I'm in. <laughs> I mean, as long as we're talking bold predictions, let's talk bold predictions. Uh, you got any bold predictions for this season? Kovalchuk over 30 goals. Ooh. Ooh, wow. So now there's going to be four kings over 30 goals? Because I know you say that every year. No, no. You never he's, just, he's one of my three. He's, he's one, one of, one of three. my three. Okay, yeah. all right. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to fit him in. Two? Um Kobe's going to do it. I think there's there's a couple guys. I, I really see... Um, I see Carter in there as well. So okay, those are all. If you, I I don't like to name names, but I'm gonna name names. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'll give it to you. <laughs> there you go. But if you have two goal scores, two goal scores over 30 goals on the on the top line, that really says a lot. Yeah. I mean, we're saying that there's gonna be an extra 30 goals for the Kings over the season. So that's that's gonna make uh, you know those those really close games. That makes a difference. Oh yeah. What, about, what do you say? Bold predictions. Well, I want to hear from Vic. Right? Yeah, Vic. Is James full of crap, or uh, or are you no. in line with all of this? No, I'm 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 complete. I, I love the Kovalchuk move, um, and uh, yeah, no, I, I'm I'm just excited to see to Ben's kind of point to see who, who what. Kind, who is who are the kings of you know 2018 to 2019? That's what I'm most excited to see the style of play, and uh, and see if we can't get a little bit more offensive minded. But yeah, I, I think uh, James you know nailed it on the head. There's there's a there's a weird thing in the NHL, and I blame mostly Jeff for this because uh, it's a yeah, deal with the so Canadian Hockey League that <laughs> players <laughs> take a Canadian drink. Salute. By the way. Take a drink. <laughs> is that players? <laughs> under the age of 20 cannot play for the AHL. So we have a couple players that would fit in good and, mm-hmm. 
and you can go back and forth between the AHL and the Kings with the two-way contract, that uh, that would be good to jump in and get some get some games in. Um, but unfortunately, they're 19 years old. Velarde and Anderson Dolan, uh, those guys just don't have that opportunity. So either they play juniors or on the King squad, but they can't be dropped down to the AHL and they just have to be kept on the roster. So um, I think, unfortunately, because of something like that, which is very unique, uh, we might not see some of that talent. Uh, if Velarde's not healthy, uh, you might not see him. Uh, but I, I, I mean, all hopes aside... He's got a he's got kind of a residual back issue that they're trying to work out. Yeah. Hopefully he's on this season. He's a, he's an amazing goal scorer. He's going to help uh, improve the uh, the production. But Anderson Dolan's another one where I think he might be shifted to the minors or the junior league to uh, to play there for a year until he's aged up to where he can at least be there right. and 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 fill in where he can where he can uh, at least play an active role in the Kings on a part time basis or full time. So the Kings nice. start regular season right around the beginning of November. Beginning right? of October. Oh, October. Okay. Yeah. So you guys are coming right We're up. Coming up. Right. Yeah. So preseason right now you're seeing split squads. They're they're playing the same day in different different uh, areas. We have uh, game Thursday uh, at the Staples Center against the Golden Knights. So if you're right. in town, uh, go ahead and hit that. I feel like it's going to be a pretty big show given the Golden Knights uh, did sweep yeah. the Kings as Ben. So painfully brought up. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I got to keep things real. I think they're going to show up for uh, for that game, and it, it might be a pretty cool atmosphere to show up and, and see that squad. I love it. James Whitlock, uh, we could let him go on all night. And, and if I would. you listen to the King's Realm, you know that to be true. Yeah. But, Let's uh, start talking UCLA football. We'll we got to move on. up real quick. There we go. <laughs> ben knows that where we're going. Truth. No. Because I didn't even know they switched sides of the field, and I threw a fit when I bought tickets to a game, and I said, no, I bought tickets on the UCLA side. And they said, sir, then you're going to have to carry your ass on the other side of the field. Oh. And I said, you don't know what you're talking about. Oh. And I was wrong. All right. Wow. Here's, here's that never what happens. we're going to do. We're going to thank James Whitlock for all the King stock. That's yes. awesome. Yep. We're going to move on to USC and UCLA. Okay. I'm going to go in the backyard and take a leak because <laughs> I have drank way too much. <laughs> but you guys continue, All keep right. talking, and I'll be back. You what know, did you tell us before we started recording? Uh, which one? I, I think I yeah, said that this one? might be the last game that I watch all season. And this might be the last update? It, it might, it so, might be. So Eric, since he is, you know, left our podcast, he, he's – you know, he comes in every other episode. He's making the real bucks. He's a much better fan than I am, so he may continue to give USC updates mm-hmm. every other week. But those weeks that he's missing, I think my answer is going to be, well, this is what the score was, and I'm not interested. Because <laughs> they didn't play with that tenacity that USC normally plays with. Like last year when they came into to, to Texas, you know, both teams, I think, were struggling they, they didn't have a great record coming into that game, mm. and that game really meant the world to them because they had to win it to turn their season around. Yeah. When USC comes out against Texas and they start the game against them 14-3 to with a lead, and you start, so you start thinking, okay, you know, this is, you know, is going to be the game where we put it together and, and the season turns around, and all of a sudden they give up like 30 unanswered points, mm-hmm. and they end up just getting beat down in Texas. And they didn't even just it's like that heart that you would hope that your team has just wasn't there. And you know, I, I talked about coaching going in. That's the problem. So you think this is all it's, coaching? It's coaching, not players. Okay. And 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 here's the here's the problem with now 
hiring somebody new to come in to become their their coach is that you're in midseason and you know there aren't coaches available so what you would do now is if you fly, fired Clay Helton mm-hmm. is you now promote a an assistant coach to become the head coach as the interim for the remainder of the season which means that you're not going to do anything for the remainder of the season. Now, with Clay or without Clay, you're not going to do anything anyway. So there's no benefit to firing them because it's not like it's going to lead to immediate wins. The downside to firing your coach right now is that next year's recruiting class isn't going to want to sign with you because they don't know what your future is. Okay. And right now, you don't even know the coaches that are going to become available. Yeah. So let's let's talk about Urban Meyer. Right, so he went through all this adversity now with with Ohio State. Now, if he became available and the, and USC was able to hire him, they fire Clay Helton today. Okay, but the fact is, is that you know Ohio State knows what they have in Urban Meyer, and they said, well, we'll we'll suspend you for three games, but we'll bring you back. Right, so at the end of the season, what coaches are going to be available? Right, is it going to be Coach O? Now, I mean, he's winning over at LSU, but is it going to be that caliber of coach where you bring him over and it's not really that much of an upgrade? So so why not just finish Clay Helton out on his contract, right? So it's it's one of those things where unless you know that the guy that you're going to be replacing him with is better than what you've got, you may as well just stick with the, way, the guy you got until the contract ends. And, and unfortunately, what that means for USC football is that we're not going to enjoy watching football until his tenureship of yeah. being our coach is over. Ooh. Or wow. I'm back, wow. by the way. I'm he's back. terrible. Welcome he's, back. He's terrible. Wow. Let me give you the or. Seattle Seahawks. They, they, they're... Their locker room seems to be unraveling a little bit. Yeah. Pete Carroll, do you welcome him back if given the opportunity to go with USC? Yes. Ooh. I do. You do? I do. Okay. Because, you know, here's the thing. He's a known entity. He's a known he's entity. He's known, yeah. And the the, the thing that, that, that he is able to do that I haven't seen with Clay Helton is assemble a coaching staff yeah. that is better than everybody else in – college football. Now, when he was with USC, I mean, Norm Chow was the top offensive coordinator of all of college football. And he ended up leaving because there was a power struggle because, you know, uh, he wanted some credit and and, and and Pete Carroll was getting all the credit. Mm-hmm. So then, you know, Norm Chow leaves and goes over to Hawaii, doesn't do anything. And then I think sort of as an FU to SC, ended up become the coordinator over at UCLA, mm-hmm. right? So there's definitely an ego thing that's going on, but I mean... Pete Carroll, if he were to come back because of who he is, I think he would be able to assemble a staff of an offensive and defensive coordinator that would get us right back into contention. Now, by doing so, I mean, at at his advanced age, he's probably, you know, 64, 65, 66 years old. This isn't something that's sustainable for the next 10 years. So this would be something that he would have to come in with an assistant that he was grooming to now take over. So it would be a different situation. Yeah. But it's still better than what we would have with Clay Helton. All right. So you're hoping for uh, Clay Helton's head? It sure Is sounds like it, yeah. I wouldn't be heartbroken if he got fired today. Yeah. But because of the business reason, I wouldn't be surprised if they kept him in for the remainder of the season yeah. until they had the Magic Johnson secret handshake that isn't considered tampering uh, <laughs> ready to go as a replacement. <laughs> I love that handshake. It's a good handshake. Um, Shall we talk... UCLA, James. Ben, you, <laughs> you've been really it. excited about UCLA. It's I'm, not worth I, it. I'll tell you, I I'm seriously disappointed. Yeah, yeah. So, my my thought process when when Chip Kelly got signed was that 
even though everyone that was on the UCLA roster at that time was brought in by Jim Mora and, and whatever their offensive and defensive game plans were, by bringing in a dynamic coach, you know, that he would sit down and say, okay, this is what we're going to do. And Chip Kelly is all about being just in shape and, you know, running and just, you know, doing calisthenics and, and eating right and, and sleeping the right amount of hours. I mean, there's been art, numerous articles written about what he was doing over at Oregon. So by coming into UCLA, even though they may have been a little bit bigger or maybe they weren't the athlete that he wanted, with enough time, he would create the atmosphere for them to become that athlete over time. And so my thought was that when the season started, you were going to be surprised that these UCLA athletes, even though they, they weren't that last year, they would be that this year. And I don't know if it's leadership. I don't know if it's... Has there been enough time, though? And that's the other thing. I mean, with the NC2A, you're limited with the amount of time that you're able to spend with every athlete each week. And we've talked about it in, in years past or in, in episodes past. So James is absolutely correct. Maybe there hasn't been enough time and maybe next year is what's going to happen. But the fact is, is that when you get a name like Chip Kelly to come into UCLA, he can go 0-10 this year. You give him a pass. Yeah. You know, I, agree. I, was, I was fully expecting for them to contend for the Pac-12 championship. And I, and I still, to this day, believe, even though they're, they are where they're at, 0-3, that they, by the end of the season, will be a different team than what they started this team out to be. Oh, 100%. To me, to me yeah. that's coaching. If you take UCLA, I'm sorry, USC, they are going to be the same team, and it's because they have lack of coaching. So, you know, at this point, I think I'm going to take a step back and say that, you know, UCLA isn't going to win the Pac-12 South. Right. I, th I think it's pretty obvious that's that fair. that's not going to yeah. happen. But – I'm going to continue to watch the scoreboard and I'm going to continue to record their games. And when they win, I'll watch. Hmm. <laughs> when That's a unique take. Yeah. I've never heard anyone say that. Yeah. Wow. No, every, every game that they play, I record it. And then I look at the score and I go, ah, I'm not going to watch it. <laughs> when it's they, not worth when it. they win, I'll watch. Good stuff. Hopefully they turn it around. James, anything to add to that? Mr. Uh, UCLA I, fan? You know what? I, I say you got to give them time. And they also have a young squad. Um, they're they're still bringing kids up. And with with college football, there's you're going to have waves like you don't see in professional sports. And you, and you have kids that age out and kids new kids that come into the program. And um, you're, you're continuously building your program. So at this stage, you can see that there's a lot of – when you watch the game, actually watch it – You'll see that there's a lot of just like silly errors that are made, and and people that just aren't understanding the game at the collegiate level, yeah. and 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 that's where UCLA is having a lot of trouble right now, and that just comes with time and coaching and yeah. and experience, and and so give these kids time. And, and my, uh, my my main I still enjoy it. Yeah, my my main takeaway is that when he was at Oregon, Oregon, and, and I've mentioned it before, is not one of those destinations where if you grow up in Southern California, you go. I want to go to college in Oregon. Oh. No, nobody says that. Nobody says right? that. Right? But Oregon was backed a great by Nike. Baseball program. And I mean, but even when you looked at their team when they were contending for national championships, if you looked at LSU, you looked at Alabama, SC, Ohio State, you looked at the powerhouses of college football. Mm -hmm. They had, you know, 20, 30, five star, four star recruits. Oregon never had that. Oregon always had like two five star, you know, three or four four-star recruits, and then everybody else was three-star that played above, above their level. 
And Marshall that's, Falk. That's what that's what Chip Kelly did at Oregon. Now, UCLA, even though they're not considered a you know power team, you know they're you know historically they're not a, a football. They're not known for football. Yeah, they're in Los Angeles, and so for those players that want to play in Los Angeles, that's now a viable option. Where it, before it wasn't. Everyone wanted to play at USC. Now, I'm telling you right now, if I'm a five-star recruit and I'm a junior or a senior in high school and I look at Clay Helton and I look at Chip Kelly, I say, I want to play for Chip Chip Kelly. Chip Kelly, yeah. That's fair. I stay in Los Angeles. My family gets to come and see me every week. Mm -hmm. And I get to play under a coach that, you know, when given enough time and given the right players – is known to be able to take a team to the national championship. And if he stays in that position long enough and he can accumulate enough, you know, four-star, five-star recruits, now he's going to be playing on an even playing field with those other teams. And because of his offensive genius, may be able to, you know, not only play that up-tempo game that he did at Oregon, but may be able to physically contend with an LSU or an Alabama and be able to say, let's go heads up. Mm-hmm. And yeah. let's and let's actually run the ball up the middle rather than doing these deceptive plays of, of, you know, change of pace or whatever it is. And that's what I saw when Chip Kelly came in. So that's, to me, the evolution of where they're at today and where they're going to be next year and where they're going to be two years from now, that's what's going to be interesting to see. Exactly. Really, really good. One year from now, you're going to see that. It's going to be be totally different. It'll be a fun game to watch. I love it. Good stuff, guys. Really top. Wow. <laughs> oh, you heard it here first. Ended with a bang. Yeah. Great. Because we teased it, we got it real quick, and we're way over time already, as it is. But, uh, Vic, what the hell is yes. Jimmy Butler doing? Is he going to the Clippers? Uh, well, if you believe the reports, he wants to be traded uh, to the Clippers. Um, what which... is he thinking? What kind of crack is he smoking? <laughs> well, there's only Good. There's there's different types of crack. crack. Who wants to go to the Clippers? <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, I think or, that's or well, weed. Okay, hold on. Let's. I'm not a druggie. Let's try to answer. Let's try to answer all these questions. So I think one of the things that he's actually thinking is that there's only I think there's three teams right now that actually have enough cap room that could take him in, um, and the Clippers is one of them. I mean, the other two teams that he mentioned that allegedly he mentioned is the Knicks and and the Nets. So I mean, it's not like he's aiming to go play for the Golden State Warriors. Okay. Um, Those three but, teams tell me it's a money grab. <laughs> <laughs> Right, and then later on, it came out that his the the only real team that he wants to play for, uh, Adrian Wojnarowski is the one that's reporting all this. Is that it's it, you know he wants to go to the Clippers and he's eyeing on uh, bringing in bringing in another star with him. That's Kawhi to the Clippers. He's already talked to him. Yeah, that's my 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 thought process is that, and I texted you guys earlier. I was like, Kawhi's going to end up on the Clippers. Yeah, um, and. Uh, I, I, you know, I think this goes back to Jerry West. I think Jerry yep. West, uh, he, he knew when not he got rid of when he, when he got rid of Blake Griffin, he had a plan, and and you know what, like the Magic Johnson handshake that I joked about earlier, mm-hmm. I don't think you make that trade with Blake Griffin unless you already had some sort of confirmation from an agent or through another player or something that if you do this and money is available, that this can happen. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. I, I don't. I don't know if I'd go back. I don't know if I'd say that. 
Um, I do think <laughs> that's a little um, more yeah. tinfoil than you're willing to go, Vic. Then I don't buy it. I don't buy <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah, that's it, that, yeah. You know, Jerry West is the master. I mean, I, Magic yeah, Johnson but learned I, I from Jerry West. But I don't think he's necessarily. He's not the GM, so he he you know he's giving input. Um, Come on, let's be real. <laughs> let's be real. Well, he was the same thing in, in in Golden State. He wasn't GM. He was giving input. So. Um, Let's be real. Uh, <laughs> he built that team. No, Vic. No. <laughs> Come on. With, with uh, Clay Thompson, the, the management of the Warriors said, we wanted to get rid of him. And Jerry West said, if you get rid of him, I walk away. And they kept him. And guess what? Right. It turned into a championship team. He had a little right. bit more input than just, I'm an advisor. He's Jerry fucking no. West. <laughs> That's yeah, but name. that's that, that's that, tat, but that's, that's tatamount. If 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 he's gonna walk away, then that's blackmail. That's not. <laughs> so they're gonna do it. Of course they're gonna do it. They didn't do it because they trusted him. Uh, okay. So no anyways, matter what, that's <laughs> that still worked. <laughs> no, I understand that, but m- m- the point is, is that it's not. He wasn't running the team. He 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 gave you know input on what he thought was was going to be done. Had he not said, "I'm going to leave the team," they probably would have traded him. So. um Anyways, my point is 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 that uh, yeah, I do think Jerry West is his name is kind of what's changing the viewpoint of other players in the NBA, and I think uh, obviously Jimmy Butler has talked to to Kawhi. If if all this is going to happen, obviously this has been planned out before. Yeah, which makes me think that the whole Kevin Durant thing also has been played out before because like we've talked about you know plenty of times where Matty Johnson said he's bringing two players and uh they did the whole 360 from two players this year to one player this year and one player next year and can you imagine that dynamic in Staples Center if you're going to have a Jimmy Butler and a Kawhi Leonard going up against a LeBron James and a Kevin Durant <laughs> well I mean and, and we're lucky that they're going to share the same Staples Center because I think the Clippers just announced that they're going to be opening their own basketball center of excellence here in the next couple of years <laughs> so that they can <laughs> <laughs> That's so beautiful right there. <laughs> is that what it's the Clippers? I hope center that's what it's I don't know what it's called, but let's just call it the center of excellence. So that they can separate themselves from the Los Angeles Lakers who win championships. I'm, I'm telling you, did you guys not read that article? It's specifically said in there, the center of excellence. I didn't say center of excellence. Oh, oh my gosh. You report it so well, Ben. That's the greatest I ever heard. Who says I don't prepare for this podcast? Vic, Vic is it called the center of excellence? Because, gosh dang it, I hope It is so. now, yeah. Oh, Yeah, it is, it is now. now. So yeah. good. Yeah. You're so welcome. Good. You're welcome. Oh, well, not to turn Clippers talk into Lakers talk, but let's do that. Uh, Kevin Durant to the <laughs> that Lakers. That is the plan that's, of the show. That's kind of gaining some momentum. Is it? Well, <laughs> you heard it here on this podcast. <laughs> I haven't heard a thing since Vic brought it up two weeks ago. <laughs> and I got my ears to the ground, man, because yeah. I study. Yeah, right. <laughs> Did you is, hear, there, is there any more movement on that front, Vic? Uh, there was uh, reports on Reddit and Twitter. There was a guy that was reporting that uh, apparently there there was something else going on in here in LA where Kevin Durant was here recently, and, and they're uh, doing a photo shoot or something. Yeah, 
and LeBron Because he had a layover at LAX or something. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'll tell you, we're so ridiculous in the sports media thing. That you, literally, he could be flying somewhere and do a two-hour layover in Los Angeles, and the headline story yeah. is Kevin Durant is in Los v- Angeles. Vic, Vic so you can't say, believe shit. Vic did say there was reports on Reddit and Twitter. Yeah, so which I means like, nothing. Yeah. We should take that with a grain of that's, salt. That's well, as, that, that means as much as Jeff Wilson saying that the Rams are going to win the Super or, Bowl. Or they are, and Victor's correct. We should take it as <laughs> Kevin Durant is coming to the Lakers. Am I right, Vic? <laughs> that's you're just, right. You're just embarrassing yourself. Let's move on. <laughs> we are out of here. Ever. We are guys in shirts. Hey, you know what? Real quick, I want to give a shout out to myself for beating oh, here we go. Eric the Portuguese Hammer at Fantasy Football this last week. <laughs> It was, it was pretty awesome. His team is terrible. It's and, not looking uh, good. What is he, 0-2? Oh, 0-2. Oh, He's yeah. awful. He looks like the Raiders out there. He's going to look great in a moo-moo. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever yeah, you decided is. was the uh, punishment. Yes, he is. Ah, I'm, I am uh, I'm going to win the Super Bowl, just like the Rams. Well, the Rams are winning the Super Bowl. I don't know about your fantasy team. Nope, nope. That you might be 2,000 Take it to the bank. We're out of here. We are Guys in Shorts. Follow us on Twitter at Guys in Shorts LA and on Instagram at Guys in Shorts Sports. We're on Facebook, Reddit. The website is guysinshorts.com. We got the store up there. Also, please subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts. You can review us there. Five stars, please. Just do it. Five-star reviews. And uh, share with all your friends. James Whitlock, thank you again for joining us from the King's Realm and all the King's men. Absolutely. You brought it. Great job. We appreciate yes. it. Always. As always. Always love coming back home to where it started. So Yeah, where it all began. Appreciate that. It's good to see you. And and thank you to you for hosting for all these years uh, and, and just kind of providing the uh, guidance and i don't know how we're going to move on past this weekend when you don't make it back <laughs> from your yeah. bachelor party so when i'm dead and and I have to all the fans and to all the fans out there if jeff doesn't make it this weekend this will be our last episode it's, it's been great <laughs> we love you all can i have your watch when you are dead <laughs> ah, well time three amigos quote oh man i do hope to survive the weekend and uh and be back next week Maybe we'll do a little recording from this weekend. I don't know. Who knows? It's not going to be pretty. Yeah. For Victor (laughs) Costello, Darren Besa, Ben Garcia, and James Whitlock, I'm Jeff Wilson. We'll hopefully see you guys next week. Hey, Ben, do you know what a plethora is? Why a waffle? I would not like someone to tell me that I have a plethora and find out that that person has no idea what it means to have a plethora. <laughs> 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 <laughs>